Box Box. It's time for our podcast. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? You're listening to the Pit Wall Girls podcast hosted by Darlene and Adriana. Howdy. <laughs> we are in Austin for the weekend. Not physically, but our racing boys are. And spiritually, we are there. Yeah, we're there in spirit. We'll be there next year. The Ferrari boys are wearing little Toy Story cowboy hats. Daniel was riding on a horse and has has gone all American. Um, we're recording today after qualifying. And I must tell you that Daniel should have, that horse he came in on, he should have tried to qualify on the horse because he qualified P17 in his I McLaren. Know. That was so disappointing. He was so sad. I think he wiped the tear. I bet like this one this is one of his favorite races and he just like did not perform here the car because Lando's car was not that good either well I don't think he should have been in P17 (laughs) yeah that's a little extreme and I mean shows why he doesn't have a seat next year because McLaren did him dirty with a bad (laughs) car okay Let's move on. We are we too are getting back on this horse. We have not recorded in a while. Things have been busy, but Singapore happened and so did Japan. There was a lot of new drivers testing for FP1 this weekend. Yes, there were. Um, I don't remember all of their names, but one of them is Logan Sargent, who we're going to talk about later, but May have a seat on the grid next year. Very exciting. He's from South Florida, like your girls. Like us. Okay, so (laughs) what's happened in Singapore and Japan? What happened there? Um, Well, something big happened. (laughs) Max won the championship. The driver's championship. The driver's championship. We're still um, holding out to see who's going to win the constructor's championship. Um, But Max won. And, like, in true Max fashion for winning, he won in a very strange way. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic, yeah. But it was just strange. Um, so, in Japan, the race had been red flagged due to heavy rain. And they were talking about cutting the points short. That's something that can happen if a race is not the full laps. You get less points because you they are not going to give 25 points to a winner who went around the track twice. So they just didn't know how to properly calculate the points at the ending. And also there was a penalty. Well, they did, they did do it like normal points because like they, it was a long time they were out on the track. It wasn't like they hit the 75% mark. Yeah, exactly. So they did give full points, but the way Max won there was like a series of things that had to happen for Max to win. And of course, if he won the race, he would have became champion. Um, But Leclerc had to finish third or below or below to have Max win. And in the very last corner, I think it was he and Checo were battling it out for second place. And Leclerc went off track. Um, but when they went into the corner, Checo was ahead of Leclerc, which meant that he had to give the position back. Technically, Charles had an unfair advantage. Yeah. So he had to give the position back. 
which I'm sure he would have, but it was on the very last lap, mm-hmm. which we didn't even know if they, that lap yeah, counted. They didn't even have that communicated yeah. by the time the race ended because it was literally on the last corner. Yeah. So he did finish in second place, but it, he ended up getting a pushed penalty. down. Yeah. Which then meant that Max won. And they figured this out when they were doing the little post-race interviews and they're just like, yeah, Max, you won. You won the race. Yeah, it just takes away from the excitement because Max may have a, had a driver's championship in the past, but this is still a big accomplishment to get a second one. And it just really takes from him and I, he does work very hard. So I just feel like yeah, they need to get their situation yeah. together. And like we even saw that this weekend in Austin, there's people cheating, like yes, that, cheering that he's been cheating. That in is what way? that is so embarrassing as a fan to the sport and doing this in America. Like you know, F one is fairly, especially being in America. Yeah, F one is fairly new to America. We, that can be said. Um, and not to have these fans screaming "cheater" at Red Bull is just so embarrassing for us as a country. For sure. And just, like, disrespectful to him. Yeah. Um, I did see an Instagram post that Christian Horner made a comment that employees of Red Bull's kids are getting bullied at the park. And, I mean, this is a card that he is using. But, I mean, if if it's true, this is very serious. Like, why is it being taken so far to a little kid? I don't even know how that works. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean... Like how do they? How do these kids even know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess they must be really serious about F one and where these kids are. It could be, um, or their parents watch. Oh, or maybe they say like, "Oh, my dad is is this person." My dad is Caleb. You know, yeah. Who like, <laughs> changes the tires? <laughs> um. So yeah, Max won. It was very anticlimactic, which like. It made me not feel excited for it, you know? Like, I do like Max, and so I wasn't super excited because there wasn't the fireworks that, like... Or the team radio, you're a world champion! Yeah, there wasn't any of that. Like, that gives you the goosebumps, Mm -hmm. and that wasn't there. So, happy for him, but it was a little sad, I think. Yeah, I agree. He probably felt the same way. Yeah, like... mm, Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he probably didn't feel, like, supported by. Yes. Yes. And then we have talked about this before. It was a rumor, but it's official that Alpine is a French super team. Yes. Pierre Gasly has moved from Alphatari to Alpine with Ocon. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's the news. There's a lot of tea behind that because... Ocon and Gasly, they grew up together, karting. There's some rumors that they don't really like each other too much. Yeah. But Ocon was a, a gentleman and he made a post saying how like they grew up together and now they're looking forward to this yeah. team. There's a interview, I don't know if you saw, that Pierre oh. gave nope. after the announcement came out. And he brought it up about like rumors and stuff and he said that like they have a long history and he thinks that this will be like a great opportunity for them to like rekindle that friendship again. Mm, very grown up of them. Very mature. Yeah, so we'll see. I hope like I am going to miss the Yuki Pierre partnership. 
<laughs> they are too funny. They're too funny. Well, together. Yuki's already being really funny with his new teammate, yeah. who is Nick DeVries, which we also mentioned that he would be getting a seat. But honestly, I thought he was going for Williams. Yeah, I didn't really see Alfatori coming. I did think it would be with Williams. But this makes sense for one of my theories. Which theory? That Nick will end up with Max at Red Bull and they'll have a double Dutch team. <laughs> it could be. Could happen. Maybe we have to see how he performs. Yeah. Um, but Yuki made a joke about his height on Instagram because um, they're both the shortest. the shortest lineup, driver lineup next season. Um, so it was funny. It'll be interesting to see how their dynamic is together. I agree. Okay, so let's get into more current events and pop culture and just what's going on. So since we are in Taylor Swift release week, release week, and we are racing in Austin this weekend. <laughs> the social media team admins are honestly great on Instagram and Twitter, and they really give me what I want. And I'm sure everybody else wants this as well, but they are really good at intertwining like other pop culture, things. other pop culture yeah. things, like mainly music artists, I would say. Yeah. Um, with the team. So. I give props to Ferrari for starting this trend that I saw that they started to incorporate Charles and Carlos into Taylor's album covers. They did that with Red and they called it Ferrari's version. Um, McLaren made a great like um, graphic with a lot of the drivers as if they were like one direction. The Twitch Quartet, yes. not a lot of drivers. They did it with the Twitch Quartet. That one, I was like, oh my goodness. I love that. They put, I love that. They put Charles in one of Harry's suits. <laughs> it was it was too good. Um, what else have they done? Oh, and then Ferrari did Harry's House. They did Harry's House. That one was very good. And most recently, they did Midnight's. And then Mercedes went and did Midnight's as well, which... A little bit unoriginal, but they have um they have this whole little theory how they just work Taylor's numbers to make it seem like she made it for Mercedes in a way. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a whole rabbit hole of this on on Twitter saying how the album is for Lewis because it's 44 minutes long. And then when she released the eight other songs, it ended up being 63 minutes long for George Russell, which like Wow, I don't know who came up with this. I don't think so. That's of like course so not. Extreme. Of course not. But the numbers just worked out great. And since we are on the topic of F1 and Swifties, I just want to say that if you're an F1 Swiftie, you missed the greatest day of your life probably in 2016 when Taylor performed in Austin. Um, I actually was trying to go to this concert. I didn't know what F1 was. I was like, yes, I'll just buy tickets, not watch cars go in a circle, but I'll get to see Taylor. This was all destiny lining up for me to be an F1 fan. Yeah, that I really wish I was there too. I wish I, I was a fan back then. Of F1, because you were a fan of Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, she performed at the Austin Grand Prix, and it was like a huge thing. Yeah, it was her only concert of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Today, I read a quote from back then that Lewis said that he was hoping to meet her because he was a massive fan. (laughs) 
Why wouldn't he be a fan? Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. Let's just assume that Taylor is an F1 fan. Who is her favorite driver and who is her favorite team and why? Give me facts. Facts. Okay. Or, or your why do you think so? Um, well, I think Lewis is her favorite driver. Oh! <laughs> and her favorite team is Mercedes. Just because I feel like Lewis is at such a high level of fame that they must have crossed paths at some point and have met and like have had a conversation. So if she were an F1 fan, I would say she would be following Lewis oh. and then would therefore be following Mercedes. Wow. I thought you were going to say Ferrari. <laughs> but I agree. I definitely think that she supports Lewis and Mercedes just because <clears throat> that's the team. One, she loves a London boy, well, a British boy. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I feel like Lewis has worked very hard to be the mega star that he is, yeah. just like her. Exactly. Yeah. And they have met because I found the video and they were hugging each other. I'm going to put it on the Instagram and I'm going to show it to you. I love that. Yeah. She was wearing like this little um, sailor looking outfit when she met. Oh. Okay. So Taylor is a Lewis fan. She has to be a Lewis fan. And Lewis fan. is a Taylor fan. Lavender yes. Hayes for Lewis Hamilton. I'll age. Still we rise. Okay. Still we rise. <laughs> <laughs> In the lavender haze. <laughs> In the lavender haze. Okay. Favorite guest to grid. Honestly, I thought guest to grid was going to be a one-time thing in an episode. But silly season just doesn't end. Yeah. It's actually, like, did it go on this long last year? I don't think so. I don't think like, we knew the We knew this grid. Yeah. Way earlier. Yeah. So there's only two seats on the grid left. The one at Haas and the one at Williams isn't really left anymore. Yes. So as I was mentioning earlier, um, Logan Sargent, who was one of the drivers who participated in FP1, um, and I think he's their reserve driver as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, no, Nick was their reserve driver. But I don't know. They bounce around. They have yeah. Lost, yeah. He's a part of the, the Williams Academy. For sure. Um, and he is most likely going to be taking Nicholas Latifi's seat because... Yeah, so it was almost more than just confirmed that he will be taking the seat. The thing is that he doesn't have enough super license points. The same thing that happened to the Colton Hera boy, another American driver who just, I don't know, there's a, a point system. He didn't have enough points, but Logan has been scheduled to race in in more FP practices, and that will give him points. So by the end of this season, he will have enough points to be eligible to race in 2023. So he will be the driver. Got it. Well, he's racing in Abu Dhabi and Brazil. Oh, because those are the only two races left. No, and Mexico. And Mexico. Oh, Mexico. How can I forget? <laughs> um. Well, yeah, so he's most likely going to take that seat, which I'm excited. So I'm excited, too. He's from where we're from, so I think that's really, really cool. And an American driver, like, that's yeah. super exciting. Yeah, so I don't know 
of Logan too much, but he just has like the race car driver. Whenever I read like an F1 book or something and they describe these like bad boy race car drivers, I picture Logan. I need to hear him speak. Same, like, he might be this like a sweetie. Yeah, and I need to hear how he like interviews and stuff because I haven't. So well, I can't like picture his persona. We can look some up after. I'm sure he, he interviewed today. Well, yeah, that would be exciting. So then the only seat left to claim is Haas because we don't think Mike Schumacher is going to get signed again. How heartbreaking. I don't think he's getting signed either. No, that one really stings. Yeah. Poor little Mick. I feel bad. But But he's so young that maybe he could come back like Alex too. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. But this brings up the point of what you had sent, one of those meme pages on the amount of money that each driver has costed oh. the teams from crashes. Mick um, is number one for the most crashes. By, by a lot. By, by like millions. Yeah, so his crashes have cost the team like $4.6 million this season. But, like, when have been – maybe I'm just drawing a blank, but when has he had, like, really horrible crashes? Um, He's had he's had a couple bad ones. His car split in half. Remember that one? Oh, was, my God. Was when was Mon- it again? I think that was Monaco. I'm not sure, though. Oh, my God. Remember? I... And, like, the thing is that a lot of his crashes have been during uh, practice or quality. They haven't even been during the race. You're so right. That's a good point. Yeah, so that's probably why it's not so. Um, and then this is kind of still part of the grid that there are reserved driver seats available. There's one available at Mercedes and one available at Red Bull. The rumor is that Daniel will be taking either the one of those, right? Um, but it's looking like he's going back to Red Bull. That's literally <laughs> what you wanted. <laughs> It's literally what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, my guess the grid for the future are aligning. 2025 is going to be a great year. Mark my words. I DR, world champion in 2025. Oh, my God. Um, well, that's exciting. Like, that he'll still be in the F1 world, at least. Yeah. If, if that does happen. Uh, it's been talked also that Nico Hulkenberg... He might take the seat at Haas. Not excited for that. Which is a horrible idea because Nico and Kevin hate each other. Suck my balls. Literally (laughs) hate each other. There's iconic moments of them, like, just not liking each other and battling it out. It's going to be a very interesting team dynamic with all the drivers next season. I just don't know why Gunther would want to go through that headache. Like, he's already had enough headache. I think he likes the headache. Like, he's causing chaos amongst the team. No offense to Nico, but, you know, would want someone else, like a new guy. I would want somebody new. Or Mick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for sure Mick Mick would be my number one pick. But I can also do with a youngster. Oh, my God. I really want Pato Owar to be... I don't even know if that's how you say his last name, but I really want him to be an F1. He's part of the McLaren team. I think I've said this before, but the boy has so much personality. 
I think I said this verbatim. Yeah, I think you have too. <laughs> that just goes to Shows show. Shows how passionate you are. Yeah, I think he would have been a great teammate for Lando. But we'll see. We'll, what is his name? Oscar. Yeah, we'll see. Oscar's been laying low under the yeah, radar. I mean, because he Ooh. caused so much drama. Which, let's move on to Wag Watch. We have new wags because we have new drivers. You are so right. <laughs> we have, which I don't really know their names at all. We have Nick. Nick has a girlfriend. Oh, I think her name's Ella. I follow or her. Elaine. Something with an E, I think. Well, she's such a cutie. So we will officially talk about her when we do a WAG 101 at the end of the season when we have all the drivers. And then Oscar also has a girlfriend. Oh, I didn't know about him. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, and then Pierre has not officially announced that he has a girlfriend, but Kika is a wag. She's a wag. She went to some award show with him. Yeah, and they were sitting right next to Ocon and his girlfriend. It was weird that they didn't post pictures. Yeah. Like, Pierre posted has pictures with Kika. Kika is gorgeous. Stunning. stunning. Like, absolutely breathtaking she's so pretty so pretty um but yeah that he definitely has a girlfriend and he he has a kika he has a kika (laughs) and who else we love isa isa is our best talk about isa we always talk about her isa is the nicest wag because i tag her in so many things and i ask her for things and she responds I love her. I don't know how she hasn't gotten annoyed, but yeah, I'm she's just... she's pretty great. And like, I just love how down to earth she is, and just like, she just seems like a normal gal, you know. She is a normal gal. I love her, and you know, there's a lot of talk sometimes about Carlos and her that they don't like. They're not together so much, but one, we don't know that. And two, he did do a little interview and he was saying how their love is so sweet and special and like he really wants to protect their work. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I sent it. It was like um, four pictures of Carlos with the text over it. He, Yeah, he said like the sweetest thing ever. And it was on Stop. a podcast. They, I saw this TikTok and it was them and their little dog family. Did you see Oh, it? I saw that one. That one was really sweet. Yeah. They're cute. Well, are these all the updates we have? Yeah, that's everything. That's our this podcast is only 25 minutes. Well, those are all the updates we have for now. Carlos is on pole. Tomorrow is the Austin race. Every driver who has won the race has won from the front row. So there's a very high chance that it will be Max. Or Carlos, who wins tomorrow. And I want our dear boy, Carlos, to get his second win. I would be going into the week just on a high. On a high, for real. I'd be so happy if he wins. And I think he's, like, feeling super, super confident. Um, So why not reward that confidence with a win? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great reward. Well, that's all for now. We'll catch you after Austin. We'll see you soon. How do you say bye in Austin? Austin. <laughs> uh, off to the races. Off to the races. <laughs> bye. bye. bye.